Hello, everybody, and thanks for stopping by for another episode of the Weekly Wilson. You can email the show at weeklywilsonpod at gmail.com. You can tweet the show at weeklywilsonpod, and you can find us on Facebook. I am your low and wet host, Brian Wilson. Oh, hey, didn't see you there, listener. My name's Jay Wilson. I host this, I host this podcast, too. Some might call him a co-host. Yeah. Coast. Do you want to know why I'm low and wet? Why, Brian? Because I just took a shower before this podcast, and I forgot things outside of the shower, so I actually had to leave the shower to go fetch things two different times. Hmm. So I was soaking wet, walked around the hotel room, got back in the shower, got soaking wet again, and then took another lap around the hotel room, so... Interesting. So, do you feel like, also, that immediately when you leave the shower all the water on your body like instantaneously turns to being like 10 degrees oh yeah once you leave the steam bubble in the shower it's it's absurd it's just the least comfortable i like oh man i you get then you get back in the shower and you're just trying to like forget about that time when you were outside of the shower like how is it so comforting to be sopping wet in the shower and then immediately just like emotionally just destroying to be outside of the shower and soaking wet well it's just the different in temperatures but there's it's colder outside of the shower but like you're also dripping and you're stressed and you're running and you're naked and it's just the worst it's one of the most vulnerable positions you can be in in life i think yeah because there's like fresh out of the womb and then there's stepping out of the shower mid shower which you're sopping wet both times so i think there's some sort of parallel to be drawn but we're naked we're not supposed to be wet and naked outside of the shower i think it's honestly <laughs> shower, it's, it speaks to our the human shower ingenuity. and the womb are the only two places it's acceptable it speaks to the industrial revolution that we were able to make ourselves comfortable being sopping wet and naked like we've man has forged this one safe space for us to be wet and naked in the entire like just cold and cruel world it's like, hey guys, we've made one respite where you can be warm and just soaking wet and feel completely at peace, but do not leave. We have not forged a path outside of that small box. <laughs> <laughs> I guess uh, hot tubs kind of cover that too. But... Oh, jeez. Completely dest- destroyed my whole argument. <laughs> yeah, but, but I you're not naked. You usually feel... Yeah, you usually feel a little uncomfortable if you're naked in a hot tub. Even though like it can be common, but you still feel uncomfortable because you're sitting. And you're like, my bare bottom is touching a seat that other people have likely sat on. Wait, have you been naked in a hot tub? Um, I don't know. I don't think so. Hmm. So maybe I'm just speculating here. Yeah. Have I? I'd have to really dive into the archives to answer <laughs> that question. Oh yeah, let me check the game tapes. Um, but Brian, uh, today we're talking about beefing it. More specifically, messing up screwing up shit in the bed um <laughs> uh fumbling the bag you know you know what i mean yeah um yeah because and i chose this topic this week actually because i beefed it pretty hard at work a few weeks ago and i wanted to get it off my chest and air out the dirty laundry yeah, so to speak you got to get the beef off your chest and air it out yes <laughs> um Give it a nice dry rub. <laughs> yeah, dry aged beef. Um, but Brian, um, before we get to that, I wanted to tell you 
Or, well, shoot, we haven't even talked about the little pity nunnins that I want to talk about right out of the gate, which is my new audio technology, my next, the next step in our one-upsmanship as far as being more official, official podcast hosts. Yeah, I can see them right now. They're yeah, laughing they're, at me. They're just, they're out there, man. They're doing their job. I can't hear shit outside of these headphones. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, so I think that not only will it make me talk louder on the podcast, but it also will make me not able to detect when there are other things uh, polluting the audio file of my half. So okay. I think it will ultimately lead so- to worse audio. <laughs> okay, I was gonna say that doesn't sound like it's going to enhance the podcast. No, but much. it'll be better for me. This is this is all for me. I'm letting the podcast take a hit okay. here. <laughs> Have you? So they're not set up so that you can hear yourself in them. I could. Okay, because Jay, the really fancy microphone that I bought, you can plug yeah. your headphones into it and then hear yourself talking. Well, here's the thing, Brian. Is I can turn on ambient mode, in which case the yeah. sound is piped in from outside. But I've lost patience with the rest of the world now. I can have complete silence anytime I want. I was like walking down a sidewalk and I just pop on my headphones and then I boop, click on the noise cancellation. And then it's just like, oh, now I only have to hear what I want. I was in yeah. center court. I, I could have been alone. I don't care about these people. <laughs> Yeah. So this is the point in Jay's life where he stopped feeling bad for deaf people. Oh, jeez. Whoa. Um, <laughs> anyhow. Um, it's like he... <laughs> I think, um, but yeah, so now I'm just glad that I can finally stop subscribing to like in- engaging with the world. I think this is finally my last step. My, my, this is the, this is the farewell tour of Jay interacting with people. Okay. If you're in, you're in. If you're out, Stay out. You missed the train. You you, you were already pretty emotionally detached from the rest of the world. Honestly, I was starting Um, to reach the cap, you know? (laughs) I was just like, I feel like I've met a lot of folks. I think I just need to shuffle them around, not really add anybody. Yeah, meeting anymore would just be redundant. Honestly, just start trimming the herd, really, you know? A lot of people who I just, like, shaken their hand and then never seen them again, those people need to be, you gotta trim the fat. You know, um, they're really causing much, uh, much interference yeah, to your Brian. life day to day. The person you shook hands with once six years ago. Well, they're not going to get on the list. Up, if taking they... up memory space. Yeah. Like if I'm, if I have the, I'm saying if you got to have some, you got to have a good resume as far as how many interactions we've had for me to turn on ambient mode. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Oh, man. that's how you know you're in yeah well you know <laughs> no obviously i'm joking but you do remember how insufferable i was when i first got airpods oh my gosh it was terrible it was somebody would try talking to me and then i would just stare at them while i slowly removed one airpod thus pausing the music <laughs> i would say what <laughs> every single time and those aren't that hard to hear through no and in fact you can just double tap real quick and then it pauses it and then you can hear but no i mm-hmm. would Make it very obvious that one I was the most making an exception. Yeah. One of the most condescending motions in the world is looking at someone squinting a little bit and then just slowly removing your AirPod. <laughs> yeah. But anyhow, I'm Brian. sorry. Are you attempting to talk to me? <laughs> Hold on. Hold on. Uh, 
let me, you're just like putting a phone, phone call on hold. You're just like, hold on one second. I'm sorry. Who do you think you are? <laughs> but, uh, anyhow. All right. Um, so Brian, that set aside, you said you had some stories you wanted to share with me. Yeah, I have, uh, well, I have a, com- I have a complaint to lodge first of all. Okay, glad. So, how 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 familiar are you, Jay, with the various kinds of oats that exist? Intimately. Okay, so you know, there's a uh, quick oats. Yep. There's one minute oats. There's three minute oats. Did not know that. I, I was unaware of those. Yeah, um, traditional okay. oats is usually what I go for. Yeah. But then over on the side of the shelf, there's steel cut oats. I've heard of those. Yeah, it's that's always sounded kind of intense to me, so I've tried to steer clear of those. But this most recent trip to the grocery store, Jay, they were out of traditional oats, so I had to pick a backup. And I don't want to get quick oats, so I feel like... Quick oats, to me, feel like the same as a quick save in a video game. Yeah, well, I've gotten quick oats before, and they seemed fine. I just feel like I'm cheating. I think it feels it's just, like a... Like, I, I think it's just chopped up oats, honestly. Well, yeah, what did they do to the oats to make them quick? Well, Brian, that you got me wondering that there's one minute and three minute oats. Can they just breed whatever time they want for oats? Like, ah, uh, yes, oh, well, no. if you want to really live it up, you can get the five-day oats. <laughs> <laughs> they need to be stirred in a cauldron continuously for a fortnight, but they taste amazing. <laughs> yeah. Because then I, I, the oats that I have are three of the three-minute cook variety. <laughs> yeah. I did them for two minutes the other day, and it, it, was, it was not enough. They were kind of crunchy. Yeah. We've been cooking not this crunchy, one oat like for five years. <laughs> we don't know if it can be done. <laughs> <laughs> so, any eggs. Do you know what steel-cut oats are? I've never looked look into like? it, no. I assume they're cut with a steel instrument. Yeah, that's, which made me wonder what the other oats are cut with. Are the other oats just pushovers? Like, you just kind of, like, swat at them and the oats surrender? <laughs> yeah, using, like, plastic or wood tools? I don't but know. Please enlighten Steel me. cut just sounds intense. Yeah, so I bought steel cut three-minute oats. Because I was like, Whoa, there's cut, crossover? What does that mean? Yeah, dude. <laughs> they did a They're collab? over there. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, so steel cut oats, they're, like, almost powder. Hmm. Like they're closer yeah, to grit. Yeah, it's like closer to grits. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, it's like you took oats and put them through a blender, which would be cutting them with steel, I do believe. There you go. Mystery but solved. They're, but they're terrible. I'm very upset. Well, Brian, are, because... are you really there for the, like the bold structure that oatmeal gives? Well, no, but now, if you can picture it, Jay, picture pouring powder into a bowl and then mixing it with milk and then popping it in the microwave, and then it comes out, and it's just like... It's like breakfast mashed potatoes. A brick. Yeah. No, not even mashed potatoes, because they're not fluffy and light. It's just dense. Mm. It's like a sawdust brick. Well, I was, what was it? Do you remember the wheat thick from Good Mythical Morning? <laughs> <laughs> it's just yeah. like if you can imagine a wheat thin box that's just filled to the brim with one large wheat thick <laughs> yeah so but you know how much i hate food waste so i've been trying to power through these steel cut oats yeah well brian interesting a uh, story about food waste can i interject really quick go for it that's all i have to say about oats okay well grant got leftover pizza from a meeting so, I'm to assume that this pizza sat around all day at his office after lunch period, right? 
Mm -hmm. I I'm I guess I'm assuming that Grant works at high school because I said lunch period. Um, but uh, so he took home a leftover pizza, and he let me have a slice or two. Um, but then I noticed he had his dinner of that pizza. There were two slices left. I thought, oh, Grant will probably eat those. I wake up in the morning, feeling like P Diddy, and the <laughs> box is still on the counter. And I thought, oh, he must have finished it. Open it up? No, still two pieces. And I thought, oh, well, surely that can't be good anymore. And then I, uh, surely. So then I go to work, and I come back from work. Box is still there. I'm just like, Grant worked from home today, or or not, he might not have worked from home, but. No, yeah, he didn't work from home, but I thought he woke up and had to have seen the box, so he had to have either eaten it or thrown it away. I open it, still, still there. Two pieces are still there. And I thought, well, these can't be good anymore. And then I thought, well, if I don't eat them, then that means nobody will eat them. Because like, if I'm questioning <laughs> it, there's no way anybody else would. So then I was like, well, I guess I have to eat them now. It's my duty. It's my civil duty, yeah. So then I ate them after... Theoretically, they were in the danger zone of temperature for more than 24 hours. <laughs> oh, that's nothing. I've eaten pizza that sits out for days. Yeah, but the, the industry standard is four hours. <laughs> is it? Yeah. Restaurants won't serve food that's been cold for more than four hours. Unless it's, like, really cold. Mm -hmm. There's a temperature range. The danger zone. Right. Yeah, yeah I've never... I've no, I, I know there's a danger zone, but I was never educated on it. So yeah, I think I it's like really a, 150 degrees or something. the rules are there. I don't know. But anyways, Brian, um, another thing is that uh, on a run recently, I was going... So you were on a run. So I was on a run. Um, and the trail intersected with a, a train track. Boy. So there was a train coming, Brian. <laughs> Oh, and boy. I was thinking back to I was trying to place myself mentally in the conversation that we had with Kelly and remembering what advice she gave. <laughs> <laughs> and I could she said oh, something boy. about a train and something about climbing on it. And I was like, what'd she say about it though? And then I thought, you know what? Just probably steer entirely clear of climbing on it cuz she said something about that. So I don't want to don't want to potentially do the wrong thing. So, Brian, I decided to go under the train. Hold on. Was it stationary? <laughs> no, it was moving, but... So, I, we went I simply don't under the train. <laughs> yeah, and it worked out fine. It wasn't harm's way for a second. What? What is the catch here? Well, I mean, the train was what up kind on a of bridge, train was it? but, like... So I had, a, okay. I had a decent amount of clearance, but it was... Um, I hate you. I knew there was something. I just wanted to draw that out no, for I as long as I possibly could. <laughs> just just because I know that from the beginning of that story to the point where I realize there's a bridge, Kelly might see through it immediately, but I, I want there to be a period of time where she thinks that I went under a train after she explicitly said not to even climb on one. <laughs> I, believe, I believe the words death by train were used. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think anyways. the main concern is death by train. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> well, so, Jay, I've got I'm I'm gonna build on to your so I was on a run segment because okay. the other day I was on a run. Really? And I was. Well, I was actually just finishing up my run. I was doing strides in the parking lot. Mm. And 
um, there's a little kid riding around on a scooter. Um, and I'm doing my strides and he comes up to me. He's like, Hey, you're pretty fast. And I was like, yeah, I've been like, you're like, yeah, no shit. Kid. He's like, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, so he asked me, he's like, do you think I could go faster than you on my scooter? And I'm like, I don't know. And he's like, we let's have a race. And I was like, okay. And I, I had only completed five of my six strides. Jim, then he so hit the NOS button on I, his scooter. I, I, <laughs> I had one more stride to do. I wasn't gonna. I wasn't gonna hold back. I was like, "This is for my training. Yeah. I'm not gonna sacrifice it for this little kid's ego." No. So we line up. He's on his scooter. I'm on foot. Yeah. And then we say go, and I just absolutely, absolutely dust this kid. Nice. Like he did not stand a chance on his scooter. Um, he's probably like eight years old. Oh, <laughs> hopeless. But. Yeah, just no mercy. <laughs> really made me feel like Prefontaine. Eight-year-old suck um, at sports. <laughs> so uh, I finished my stride, and then he catches up, and he's like, "I want to try racing you on foot instead." And I was like, "Bold, Dude, did I not just teach you a lesson?" <laughs> you had two wheels I get helping you out, man. <laughs> I get it. Sometimes when you're on wheels, it's like you don't have the acceleration. Yeah, and it's a short race, so the acceleration period is really important. Yeah. Um, so, but we go back and he's like, I need to rest to make sure I'm ready. So we're like sitting there resting for a little bit and we start chatting. <laughs> You're just hanging like, out with this so, kid. Uh, yeah. Like I, me in my running clothes, hanging out with an eight year old in a parking lot at a hotel. Yeah. But so we're just chatting and, and the I'm parents like, so are nowhere on to vacation. be found, Sorry. Yeah. No parents. Okay. Classic. But <laughs> he's hanging, hanging out outside. Um, which becomes more uh, understandable later in the story because we okay. start talking and I say, so you uh, here on vacation? He's like, oh, no, we live here. And I was like, oh, uh, he, I was like, why do you live here? And he's like, our house was in a flood. And I was like, oh, well, that's pretty sad. And I was like, <laughs> um, so is the house getting fixed up or what? He's like, no, um, it's ruined. We're moving out of state. And I was like, oh, okay. And I was like, well, are, are you excited to move? Do you think it's going to be fun? He's like, no, I like it here. I don't want to move. And I'm like, oh, kid, geez. give me something. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, well, get on the line. I got to kick your ass. <laughs> <laughs> but no. <laughs> just like, no mercy. <laughs> oh, man. Hey, I think like, I peeked oh, my microphone just now. Kidding. Sorry about that. Oh, whatever. <laughs> he was like, well, um, oh man, get on the line. I got to kick your ass now. <laughs> so we line up and I'm like, all right, you can count it down and then we'll go. And he's like, all right, three, two, or he counts up. He goes one, two, three. And then we go. And within like the first four strides, I pull ahead, obviously. Yeah. Um, and he lays out for then, my calves. <laughs> well, kind of. He might have been, but. I don't know what he was planning, but he ate shit, man. <laughs> what he went down hard. <laughs> Why'd you go so home, kid? Running. Oh, wait. Psych. <laughs> Get out of this state. I own this place. <laughs> oh, jeez. No, but he... I think I think what happened was he fell behind, so then he fell just yeah. as like an excuse. Like, oh, whoops, I fell. Doesn't count. Well, so then, then we, we brought it back. Yeah, the gun fires it, twice and then... Yeah, the second yeah second gun was fired, called us back to the start. Yeah. Um, so we took another break. Well, I think they just say four again. If, that, if that happens in your current... 
<laughs> yeah. One, two, three. But then he... <laughs> four. Dang it. <laughs> but then, so we line up again, and he goes, one, two. And he's, like, looking at me, looking ahead, looking at me. And he goes, five, and takes off. I was like, he's playing five. dirty now. <laughs> Um, but once again, I make up for the confusion, pull ahead real fast. Yeah. And, an um, I just stayed, I just, yeah, I just like stayed right in front of him and then like let him catch up a little bit, but then kicked it in at the end. Yeah. It was yeah, kind of okay. like a dash from the Incredibles yeah. where he's like playing with them and then zips through. Yeah. So yeah. Didn't want to, didn't want to let him think he beat me. That would just be ridiculous. No, Can't have this kid thinking yeah. he's going around beating adults. Yeah. And I thoroughly but believe then afterwards, in beating children at athletic competitions yeah they need to know their place um but then afterwards i tried to instill some hope because he was like i was pretty close that time i was like yeah i bet if you like trained a little bit you could you probably get faster yeah i was like i'm i'm as fast as i am because i've been training for a really long time and he's like how long have you been training and i was like oh i don't know like 16 years or something (laughs) no not that much honestly dude you probably started running you started running when you were 12 yeah, so 13 years, yeah, which is longer than this kid's lifespan, yeah. so, <laughs> but yeah, so I was like, yeah, if you just train really hard, you can get really good. Yeah, I think we both and separately, like, or maybe I think I'm overlapping your memory with mine, because I just remember there was one time where I said, like, dad said, hey, Jay, we gotta go, and I said, only if you can catch me, <laughs> to which dad replied with 100% of his physical capability. Like, he was, like, after me, and it was terrifying. I was like, Dad, we've never played tag like this. But, um... <laughs> but, um so that was wild. That was definitely a reality check for young Jay. But, um... Mm-hmm. But then, I feel like you mentioned one time, you said, Dad, I want to race. <laughs> like, I think oh, I'm faster yeah. than you now. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I was, I don't know, I was six or seven, and I had been sprinting around in the yard a little yeah. bit, and I was feeling pretty, pretty froggy, pretty yeah. fast. <laughs> sprinting so, around the yard a little I bit, just... you know, as I do. <laughs> You're a kid, you don't have cable. <laughs> what else do you do? <laughs> just <laughs> run around quickly. But yeah. <laughs> so I went inside and challenged Dad to a race, and I remember like Mom came out too. I don't know if Rachel and Aaron did, but it was like a big event, and Dad just like, absolutely <laughs> put me in my place. I just love the idea of hold on, guys. Young Brian challenged older Brian. Like everybody gets out, it's like, and Dad just destroys you. Like I just pictured Dad charging down the street, and then little Brian just like trailing him. <laughs> No, I don't think he went 100%, but he yeah. gapped me pretty good. Just like Dad um, running laps around you, going like, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> running backwards, <laughs> high-stepping. You want to go again? Oh, man. No, but, uh, but yeah. It's like, it's like an anime when they fight a villain who's way out of their league, and he's just like, shing, 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 and like yeah. zipping around, and they're like, I can't even see him. <laughs> yeah. but, uh, but, Brian, because I feel like you need to destroy your kids at athletics when they're young one because it teaches them to be a good loser but two if you don't destroy them when they're young they never get to have the fun moment of actually besting you when you've become old and feeble for sure like you i remember there was a specific story where you went for a run with dad and then you guys were both like slowly speeding up at the end and then by the end you guys were like both hauling and then like i don't know (laughs) who won but like just kind of i remember that being a story like yeah we were we were neck and neck and both giving it our all I feel like that's a fun moment. Yeah. 
Also for the race, it's like, all right, all right, everybody, Brian or Andrew's trying to uh, assert his dominance over the family. Let's see who the man in the house is. Yeah, like you take dad's job after that. You just like beat him somehow. <laughs> it's just like, all right, I'm the man of the house now. <laughs> you gotta go to work. Enjoy. <laughs> Have fun in second grade, dad. <laughs> 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 oh, that'd be great! Oh man. Anyhow, Brian. Okay. Yeah. So that that so that's the story of how I beat the kid in two back to back races who had nothing else in life going for him at the time. So. No. Yeah. Hey, you know what? Um, when it rains, it pours, and uh, us Wilsons, we're not trying to accrue losses here. Yeah. <laughs> um. Anyhow, Brian. Um, I kind of wanted to tell you a little bit about my weekend. Yeah. You went to the. The ho- the motherland. I went to the motherland. I and you were not able to identify it. Um. So for the, all the listeners at home, I had a a, a pleasure v- video chat with Brian. Um, yesterday, it wasn't for business. Um, it's also not what that not what it sounds like. Yeah. Um. But so I called him from the our favorite dining hall on UC's campus. So I did actually get to go back to Cincinnati this weekend. Um. Went up Friday night. Um. After I was able to find all my possessions because Grant and Mike hid them from me before leaving. <laughs> um, but That's yeah. how you know they like you. Yeah, yeah. So it was kind of touching. But So then I uh, I went down to Cincinnati, spent the night with my roomies. That was fun. Um, we played, uh, what was it, Wits End? You remember playing that? It's like a trivia game. Mm, I don't think I've ever heard of it. Oh, it's a trivia-based game, and it's pretty fun. I enjoy it. But, um, but yeah, so... Then Saturday, I was there specifically to see a track meet on Saturday. Um, so that was mm-hmm. fun. Um, but it got in the way of us recording yesterday, which I felt bad about. You handled it very uh, graciously. Um, <laughs> but got to be flexible in the podcast business. Yeah. So, Brian, when I told you something came up, it's important. I can't record today. That was mere seconds before I made the snap decision to paint my chest for Jack. Jeez. Oh, um, yeah, so... Um, yeah, when you texted me, I thought, like, someone might have died. Oh, Or, no. like, something serious was going on. But you were like, something came up, I can't record. And I was like, oh. Something important came up, I can't record. And I was like, oh, okay. Do what yeah, you gotta do. So I don't know why I said something important. I could have just communicated, that, like, hey, it's not gonna work out. But I chose to say something important came up as I was smearing red paint on my chest in the shape of a letter J. Um, and I like okay. to think of it sort of as like being a part of the team for like spelling out Jack because there were two different Jacks running three races between them. Um, so, you know, we got a lot of mileage out of spelling out Jack. Um, yeah, for sure. Yeah. But then, uh, Brian, acrylic paint. In thick chest hair is a poor move because it turns to like plastic once it dries. Right. Yeah. So we paint our chests. Um, we do the cheers and then comes the removal and it was just a bloodbath. Um, you couldn't just let it like slowly wear away over time. I wanted to put a shirt on Brian. Well, I mean, if it's dry, it's not like you're going to bother the shirt at all, right? Uh, I feel like it might, but anyhow. Maybe. So, uh, that was 
not fun. But then in the evening, what was fun was uh, I got to see some of my future roommates uh, for next year. Um, not that I mm-hmm. haven't met them before. We're all very close. Um, but then one of our friends, we were all saying like, people were saying, oh, let's hang out tonight in our chat because we're kind of scattered to the winds right now. And somebody said, oh, I'm here this weekend. And I was like, oh, that's cool. And people were like just kind of speaking up as to whether or not they were free. One dude from like Indiana, he said, I'm here. And he's like never there. He comes there like once or twice a year. And so like we know and like it's always a big deal when Waydong comes to town. But then we're just like, oh, haha. And then he's like, yeah, what time? And then we're just like, what? And he said, yeah, I'm in town. Is he bluffing? So then we all thought he was joking, but then he just showed up. And we're just like, oh, hey. Like, good to see you. <laughs> but, um, well, that's fun. Yeah, so we got to, it was fun. And then we were playing a drinking game before going out to a bar to dance. And it was featured in The Office. But we called it up Jenkins, up Jenkins, Down Jenkins, or just Jenkins, maybe? I don't know. Do you know what that is? I have no idea what you're talking about. So basically, one person turns around from everybody, and everybody else is sitting there, like, around a table, ideally. And then they give the quarter, they give a quarter to one person, and then you all ha- make your hands into fists. And then the person turns around, and they go, Up Jenkins. Then you all slam your elbows on the table, and, like, hold your hands like this. And then they say, Down Jenkins. And then you slam your hands down on the table and try to hide the fact that you have the quarter. And then they go and they slowly remove hands that they think don't have the quarter underneath it. And if they can get it down to where... It's like Minesweeper. So if they can remove all the hands and leave the hand with the quarter, then everybody except them has to take a shot. Oh, boy. But if they find the one with the quarter, they just have to take a drink. Okay. Yeah. That sounds like fair stakes. Yeah, so it's... It is brutal if somebody is, like, bad at concealing the quarter. <laughs> Yeah. It's like there was one time where it's like we all just go and then I I think I was guessing and then the, I said down Jenkins and they all slammed and then I could so clearly hear one person slam the quarter to the table so I literally just like removed everybody in one fail swoop except for that one person and then we were all just laughing so hard because it was just like I was like all right everybody except Mary put your hands away so then she slid two hands I'm just like all right now which hand is yeah. in, in for Mary but. Uh, but a good game. I mean, is that there I is there Yeah, is there a lot of suspense build up in that? Because I feel like if you don't know for sure, then you're just kind of guessing and you Well, like you like look at people you and you like are trying to read their faces and like you remove one hand okay. at a time because there's some people who like you obviously don't think they have it. Like and, and you get to watch mm-hmm. them slam their hands down. So you kinda like try to get a snapshot of everybody doing that. And you look at their hands and then yeah. you're trying to suss it out. But yeah. So but they decided that I was decidedly bad at the game. Um, Interesting. But anyhow, yeah. So we played that, uh, probably drank too much, and then went out to the bars dancing. And it was a good time. But Yeah, sounds like a good night. Yeah, but then Brian. So then this morning, I woke up in Cincinnati, and I, very early, and drove to a volleyball tournament. Mm-hmm. And this is where things went awry. And this is kind of what I wanted to lead in, not to foreshadow a segue, um, but it's sort of relevant to our topic. Um we show up to the tournament with four dudes on our team. And they say, hey, this is a co-ed tournament. And we say, hey, we signed up. It said men's and women's. And we signed up for men's. And they said, no, 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 mm-hmm. no. We're like, they never explained why they made the advertising that like mm-hmm. bad or misleading. 
But from what mm-hmm. I gathered in the gameplay, it's like, oh, it's all co-ed teams. It's They said men's and women's because you play some games on men's nets and some games on women's nets. Ah, interesting. So yeah, that's like, poor branding. Okay. Which we were upset. So then we were frantically, like, one of our guys immediately left because he's just like, all right, even if you guys can find a woman, we need to drop a guy. I'll leave. And we're just like, okay, we feel bad that you drove out here for nothing. Um but so he left, and then we're frantically searching for a woman. We find like somebody to sub in from a different team, <laughs> and like okay, they weren't that's like that. <laughs> what I was gonna say that's the title of uh, my autobiography for the first eighteen years of my life. What looking for a woman? frantically searching for a woman? <laughs> frantically searching for a woman. Um, but Brian, so then everybody else was playing on other teams, and they're just like, "Oh, you need to find a woman," and we're just like, "Yeah, we get that, but we don't have one." Like. <laughs> <laughs> like any other team we would have made normally would just so happen to have a woman but like it was a weird weekend where all of the women that we play volleyball with were busy so we're just like we already checked with all of them like we're scraping the bottom of the barrel by putting this team together like we're we're, we're not the usual suspects but um anyhow um so then we were able to find some people to sub in for us but it was just like super awkward because we're just like ah oh, like now we have subs and we need a sub for every game and like we're reaching out to people we don't know that well to try and come out and like play this volleyball tournament last second and like mm-hmm. we have to like explain that we screwed up but then also like we don't feel that bad because it was like a weird screw up but then like it was just awkward all the way around but eventually we got somebody to come out and play with us but um we ended up not playing that great, so that was kind of frustrating. Um, yeah, after yeah. all that effort, especially. Yeah, so, I mean, what are you going to do? But, anyhow, so that was my uh, very recent experience with, like, screwing up. And just, like, ugh, I just wasn't excited. And I, like, really wanted to play volleyball. I was really excited. Mm-hmm. I forgot to bring shorts to Cincinnati, so I was wearing my running leggings, and I felt very <laughs> fierce. Oh boy, very fierce. Yeah, just because like my legs, are, you know, they're they're out there. Yeah, you can see all my thigh. They can see your full form. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So anyhow, um, but that leads me to here. here are we in are we in the topic zone now yeah that was a that was a subtle one brian <laughs> we just kind of <laughs> it was a seamless transition it was like we were sitting there talking on a moving sidewalk <laughs> and then eventually we're just like oh, oh we're here yeah um, all right well i mean who knows when the theme song is gonna go <laughs> <laughs> i'll find somewhere to put it yep um but yeah, that's what mistakes. Uh, what, Let's uh, hash it out. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of mistakes, yeah, yeah, I wanted to start the conversation with how we usually feel, how we've historically felt when we make mistakes. I'd say bad. Okay, moving on. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, just because I, up to this point in my life, up to this most recent mistake that I made at work, I've thought I had pretty well nailed down how I feel when I make a mistake and how I want everyone to respond. Yeah. And kind of the reason I wanted to talk about this is because I felt differently with this most recent mistake. But I want to start with how I usually feel, which is when I make a mistake, 
I'm usually like, I know I made a mistake. I realize I messed up. Can we, can everyone just understand that I know that I messed up and can we move on now? Yeah. Because, like, anyone kind of disciplining me or yelling at me or explaining to me how I messed up, I'm like, okay, I know, I get it. We don't need to hash this out. You don't need to make me understand that I did something wrong. Like, it's been well communicated, I'm, I'm already aware, so let's just keep moving forward. Let's just yeah, drop that's it, a tough one because like you know, it's like I f- I feel the same <laughs> thing as you sometimes, and I think it's like you you want to jump cut to the point where we've all let the mistake subside, but mm-hmm. it's like at a certain point it's just like yeah, but that's not really how that works. It's kind of just a time thing. <laughs> yeah, I know. Although like, there are different degrees, like some is... people some people can just be like like belaboring it more than it needs to. Hmm. Like they'll just be like, oh. or like continue to continue to complain about the mistake that was made, or like name the whole weekend after you making a mistake. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that would be like worst case scenario. I'd say we'll get to um, that. <laughs> but yeah, I I guess one instance. I but yeah, looking back now, um, even though that's how I feel, it doesn't necessarily make me feel better. But I think that's just the optimal situation. Yeah. Because I'm thinking back to our Grand Canyon trip. I was driving and I accidentally drove like 20 minutes out of the way, like past an exit. So we literally just had to U-turn and go back. Mm-hmm. And we were all just like ready to be at the campsite for the night. So mm-hmm. I felt really, really bad about adding 40 minutes onto the drive. And also the car, we had to pay by mile. So that hurt. <laughs> um, but... Yeah, so I felt really bad that I had passed it, but everybody in the car, I knew everyone was upset, and I was upset, Yeah. but everyone in the car was like, well, it is what it is, like, we weren't looking either, we missed the exit too, like, no big deal. So that's like, I'd say, optimum response from the group that I'm with, but it doesn't help the fact that I feel really stupid and really bad and just, like, upset with myself, like, Brian, come on, how did you do that? So, yeah, I don't know. It's like, I, well, Brian, this happens a lot in volleyball because you either mess up or you don't, essentially, is the two options for literally every point. that's kind of in all walks of life. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, but like, well, sometimes you can like, well, I guess sometimes in volleyball, like, it didn't come to you, so like, you couldn't have affected Uh it, but like, the amount of times where you directly do something that's like, that was the wrong thing, and we, we've suffered for it, um... Yeah, it's frequent. In, in volleyball, it's very cut and dry. Yeah, so it's like, boy, I beefed it there. But um, but yeah, I would say oh, you can be high and dry. You can be cut and dry. What else? Yeah, can be? but Brian, I'd say that like, whenever I really mess up, like sometimes I'll have it where I'm laying in bed and then I remember something that I forgot to turn in and for or forgot to do. You know, mm-hmm. and when I realize I messed up that way. I will oftentimes, like, get, I get really hot really quickly. Does that happen to you? <laughs> um, It's happened sometimes, I think. When, yeah, when you come to, like, a snap realization that you forgot something. Yeah. And your body just immediately goes into stressed mode. Your, like, head shoots off the pillow. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, I've been there. Yeah, it's a rough one. But... 
That's so I'd then, say the most classic version of me, like having a very identifiable internal feeling of messing up. Okay. So then, do you think there's any? So I've expressed how I want people to respond when I make a mistake. Do yeah. you? I forget what you said. Do you feel the same way, or do you think there's a better way for people to respond? Um, like I definitely feel like. Hmm. I guess I would say like. I, I think I want people to acknowledge that I messed up. Like, if somebody just, like, denies the fact that I messed up, then it's like, okay, like, I, I know that I directly caused this. Like, yeah. Or, like, worse even, if you mess up and somebody else tries to cover it up from you as well. Like, if you do, do something wrong and somebody else tries to make up for it, like, without letting you know, like, like just fix it mm-hmm. without even you discovering you messed up, then I feel really bad. But... I feel um, like that's bad from multiple levels because then you don't you don't get the learning experience from messing up either. Yeah, like they're doing you a disservice if they do that. So like I guess I would say yeah. The thing is that like I feel worst when I realize that like I inconvenienced someone or like made them upset in some way. Um, mm-hmm. and then I guess I feel the worst when I when it's something that I realize like or if I find out from somebody else or I like find something out that I'd been doing for a long time that made somebody upset. Mm-hmm. Um, like, that, in that ter- in the sense of that, like, messing up, doing the wrong thing, I'm kind of, like, blurring the yeah. definition. It's not like I, like, oh, shoot, I did this. It's more of, like, maybe not necessarily right versus wrong, but, like, upset somebody. Yeah. I would consider that a mistake, because one of the biggest mistakes I have on my list of case studies to examine in this discussion yeah is the time that uh sydney and i were going to be apart for three weeks and i didn't notice that's yeah. been referenced many times on this podcast at this point yeah. and i've i've come to terms with it like we're way past it doesn't really matter any, or doesn't haunt me to this day or anything yeah it still makes me feel stupid when i think about it i guess but um yeah that was like i hurt sydney's feelings bad and that was the worst part of that, accompanied by the fact that I knew I wasn't going to see her for three weeks to make it better. Yeah. That was a real feeling like dirt moment for Brian. Yeah. I think, too, when I mess up or, like, makes upset somebody, um, like, I have the tendency to feel like it's like a, it's like flipping a switch. It's not like a, it's not like a thing where you return to equilibrium slowly no matter what. It's like... Oh, upset with Jay. And then it's upset with Jay until they're not upset with Jay. Or, like, happy with Jay. You know? Mm-hmm. So it's like, I feel like, oh, I need, yeah. like, some good thing to, like, reset it. Where it's like, no, kind of like, when you know people well, it's like, you mess up or you do something bad. And then it's like, they're upset for a little bit and then they just, like, kind of come back. But it's like, it's hard for yeah. me to feel that way sometimes. Yeah. That helps. Yeah, that's good if it's someone you know. Because in that specific circumstance, I'd say Sydney had what could potentially be the best response, which was um, she did acknowledge that I had messed up, and I knew I had messed up. So she's like, yes, it, like what you did upset me, mm-hmm. but the fact that you realize what you did and you, I can see that you're very upset about it makes me feel better. Yeah. So, like, I'm not that mad because I know it was an accident and I know you feel bad about it. And, like, I'm upset, but I'm not necessarily upset at you. Mm -hmm. 
I don't know. That kind of thing. Well, like, okay, so how long... I, it's, I don't think... I don't know if we ever dis- dissected this, and I don't even know if you want to, if that's, like, just kind of mm-hmm. weird. But, uh... No, like, we can dig in. So, like, how... So, throughout the evening, was it, like, uh... She kind of figured you forgot, and then was just, like, going along with the whole evening, and just kind of being like, is he gonna say something? Or, like... I guess. Well, I think in her mind... Because... <laughs> Obviously, I was unaware, yeah. but I think in her mind, she's like, we talked about this enough times that, of course, he knows. There's no way he doesn't know. Yeah. So, I guess... And this was also kind of early in our relationship, so we didn't really have, yeah, the as open dialogue as we normally do. So, yeah. maybe she was like, he has to... I, I can't speak for her, but I'm thinking she was like, he has to know. Does he know? There's no way he doesn't know. And yeah. I don't know. I don't know what it was. But yeah, no discussion about the situation was had that evening. Yeah, and she also probably just didn't know as well how you worked. So she probably like like now a days she'd probably think like, "Oh, Brian probably completely forgot about this or like hasn't processed this yet." And then she'd just be like, "Hey, mm-hmm. like this that and the other." And you'd be like, "Oh, shoot, yeah." So like but yeah, that's um Yeah, that's one of those ones where I think it's the worst part about upsetting somebody is, like, realizing how long you didn't realize it. Or, like, realizing how thoughtless you were. Yeah. Those mistakes where you're like, wow, I can't believe yeah. I let that happen. Of- avoidable mistakes. Yeah. But then, I think the reconciliation, then, is knowing that the person that your mistake affected does not think any differently of about you because of it. Yeah. You know, where they're like, yes, you messed up, but like, I know you like it. it, People make mistakes. Move on, you know? Yeah. Which can happen when it's with friends or family. But now I kind of want to shift now into my work mistake, because I feel like we've hit a different a bunch of different uh, aspects of making a mistake Mm -hmm. that like different aspects that suck and why and different things that can happen to make you feel better. And I feel like this mistake I made at work has almost all of that built into it. Oh, <laughs> so are you ready? Nervous. Yeah. I know. I don't want I don't want to go into like the technical details because it would be that's pointless anyway. So I'll try to keep it simple. Basically, there's an evolution we do that involves taking out uh like detectors from the core. They're like yeah. forty feet long. And we're taking them out because they're like burned up and we're gonna put in new ones. Yeah. But you have to take them out and then bend them in half. And they have to be bent in half because they're so long that if you don't bend it in half, it doesn't fit where we need to store it. Okay. So we're going through the evolution. My I'm group nervous. is the group pulling up the first one. So we pull out the first one, line it up in the bender, do the bend. And then um, one of the guys looks at it and he's like, is that bent in half? And I look at it. And we probably bent it at about, like, the one-third mark. So you have one side that's, like, a third and one side that's, like, two-thirds. Oh. And I'm like, oh, no. (laughs) Because then he's like, we're not going to be able to move that to the storage rack. Like, this is an all-stop. And I'm like, oh, boy, oh, boy, oh, boy. (laughs) And it was, like, a stupid mistake. Like, there's steps for how to line it up to get it bent in half. Yeah. And I just didn't do it right. 
So it it definitely big time had that Brian. How could you be so stupid? It's yeah. written right there, and you did it wrong. Oh man. And then it also had the aspect of inconveniencing everybody because I'm like, okay, now we have to deal with this. So the lead TD came up, um, and he, he like, like assessed Jesus the situation. Christ, Brian. <laughs> <laughs> well no so we'll get into that in a minute oh, but he came up goodness. he had seen this done before it's called uh they call it a uh, candy cane when you bend one wrong it's happened a handful of times before and he'd seen it done before so he's like okay like it's bad but it's salvageable like this is how we do you just need to like get another tool down there so you can like carry it at an angle over to where it needs to be and then hang it and it's fine so they did that it took like about an hour to figure all that out yeah. Um, but I guess uh, right here we can talk too about I I knew it was such a significant and dumb mistake that I just felt terrible. Yeah. And um, normally, like I already said, I want people to just say like, okay, mistake was made, let's move forward. Mm -hmm. But with this mistake specifically, and I think it's the first time I've ever felt this way, I like wanted someone to yell at me. Like, nobody nobody seemed as mad at me as I felt like they should have been. I was like, I deserve to be yelled at. I deserve to be called an idiot. But obviously you're in a professional setting, so nobody's going to do that. Yeah. You know? But it, I don't know, I almost felt like I needed to be yelled at. Have you ever felt that way? Well, I don't know. Not necessarily. Like, at work, I'm pretty... I'm pretty okay with, like, messing stuff up at work. Like, I, well, not that I like it, but, like, that I, like, taking responsibility for that doesn't, like, affect me to my core. It's like, okay, I messed up. Hey, sorry, guys, this one's on me. Like, it's because it's, like, I think it's because it's, like, all these people who I'm also not as close to are all working on this external thing. That like, the external thing's going to get done. We all know it's going to get done. Um, but we're all getting paid to do it. So it's, like, okay, like, we all messed up. This time it was Jay. Like, let's figure it out. Um, like, there was one time where, uh, like, basically I had to, they were looking for a dimension for this thing that they were going to make, and they said, all right, Jay, like, send, um, like, change the dimension or something and get these made. And I was like, okay. And I changed it on the model that we collaborated on with the, like, supplier, and then they mm -hmm. we got the thing back and it wasn't the right dimensions and they said well nobody gave us the dimension for that and I was just like they said Jay did you give them the dimension for that and I said I sure thought I did and it was like oh you changed it on the model but you never just sent them the dimension and I'm just like well don't they like manufacture from this model and then it was like yes in theory so like mm -hmm. I was like all right this one's on me guys like <laughs> my bad. Yeah. Yeah, that seems like a understandable mistake though. But like, I don't know, when that happened, did you feel did you did you want to be disciplined at all? Like was this was the first time I've made a mistake and felt like I wanted to like have someone I don't know. I wanted that disappointment in me. I wanted someone to yell at me, but like nobody was displaying it and it made me feel weird. Um like, I, I did, later on, I ended up getting, like, a stern talking to. Yeah. Basically. But it still didn't feel like enough. 
I was Stern like, I feel like you. someone needs to just like scream at me. And I don't think it would have made me feel good, but that's just what I felt like should happen. Wait, so like how, yeah, Stern talking to, how Stern was this? Were you like, in read the rights? No, it was just like a guy sitting in a room and he's like, I'm really upset this happened, Brian. Do you know why I'm upset this happened? And then I'm like, blah, 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 like that kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah, like I see no use in that. But then no, it was but say. then it was also even it was also even partially like a motivational like this mis- he like this doesn't define you. Like people make mistakes, but like we need to make as few mistakes as possible. So then I guess I'll kind of uh no, move wait, into the just, rest like, of this. I want to say like I don't think I don't know, it's like it's like we we shouldn't make mistakes. It's like, yeah, man, I got that one. Like Mistakes are bad. Well, like, <laughs> well, okay. So moving into the rest of the stories, uh, so like in the nuclear industry, like one of the mottos is every mistake is preventable. Like that's the attitude we have in the industry. Okay. Um, so when it also didn't help that this was like the fourth mistake in four days, oh. and it was probably like the most significant mistake that had happened so they were like we're on a bad trend we need to like do something basically and yeah whenever a mistake is made they like stop and like interview everyone involved to figure out what the root cause was and figure out what they can do to eliminate that root cause and this root cause was really just like i was stupid (laughs) like yeah i don't really know what there is to do about that but in the process of and then since it was the fourth mistake, they're like, okay, we need to have like stand down meetings, like focused, uh, refocus briefs with every crew to like really hit it home. So they had to stop work and then figure out what they wanted to do to like, like research the mistake and then what they need to do, correct it and get everyone on the right page before we proceeded again. Yeah. So the whole rest of that day, I sat down and like interviewed with people and, um, didn't go back up to the floor. And then the next day, for the whole first half of the day, we just had these focused, like, interventions, basically. Yeah. And, like, every work group is going through this, and I know all of this is happening because of what I did. (laughs) So talk about inconveniencing everybody. Yeah, that is annoying, because training suck. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, And then also on top of that, um, I was worried that I was going to get kicked out of the outage because I know that there I know of many people that have been kicked off site for lesser mistakes. Yeah, it's like, like your your the, contracted work it looks better if they're just like, oh he messed up, we're getting him out of here for you guys. Like Right. Yeah. So for like that whole twenty four hours I was like, am I gonna get kicked off this outage? Which then actually you wouldn't mind. Sit all those. <laughs> well it would be it would be very horrible, inconvenient like, for many reasons. Yeah. <laughs> the one positive is I would get to go home, and then there's like a thousand negatives. But, <laughs> um, so yeah, and then 25 hours after I made the mistake, then we were able to return to work, and then my oh, crew was the yeah. first crew to bend the next instrument, and we bent it correctly. <laughs> oh, dude, I was just, you'd bend another part. But, Dude. But yeah, so 25-hour delay. Everyone has to sit in all these refocus meetings. And I was just like, oh. And then, so, the other piece to hit on that we talked about is... um, 
how people think of you afterwards because mm-hmm. we talked about how if it's your friends or family it's like oh you made this mistake but i still know you you want to like, be this seen doesn't as change how I view you as a person yeah this is new people at a power plant that i don't know so yeah. then the whole entire rest of the outage i'm i'm like i feel like everyone's looking at me as the guy who bent that wrong yeah like i feel like nobody trusts me and I feel like they're not going to want me back here next year or ever again. Yeah. Even if they don't kick me off now. I always so then, feel like, um, like whenever I'm in a situation like that where I feel like I've made a bad first impression or something, I always reassure myself with, where it's like, like the the reality will win out in terms of what people think of you. It's like, if it's it's harder to convince people of something that's untrue than it is to, like. Like, naturally, people will get the right idea about you, in my mind. Yeah. If that makes any sense. So, it's like, it's just, I, I take like I take solace in the fact that, okay, just being me, I'm not an idiot. If I'm if I'm me around these people for, like, like the rest of the content they're going to get is going to point towards the conclusion of me not being an idiot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but then, just for the rest of the outage, I was like, I felt like everything I did... They were all watching, and if yeah. I did anything wrong or any made any mistake, then they're like, "Oh, well, that's the yeah. guy that." Yeah. Yeah. So this guy, but um, the guy think, on my team, I think oh, you're sorry. right, though. I think that was just my perception of it being in my funk. Yeah, but, but uh, um, yeah, the guy who know. signed us up for the volleyball tournament, he felt so bad today, and like the whole time I was like, "Dude, like that was a very easy mistake to make. Like that's not a big deal." But. It also didn't help that one of the members of our team was actually pretty pissed. <laughs> um, yeah. That's just not productive for anybody. Yeah. So, like, I'm just like, yeah, I mean, like, it would be a bummer if we had to go home, but, like, I'm not, I don't know. Like, I'm, I was mm-hmm. looking at them and I was like, guys, I'm the only one who actually paid already. So, like, I don't know why you're upset. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, but anyways, yeah, no, I have no sort of regard for, like, the people who just want to harp on a mistake. Where it's like, you messed up and we're going to illustrate why. It's like, I suppose the only argument is that, like, yes, it's good to, like, dive into a mistake to, like, figure out why it happened. But I feel like a lot of times when people are belaboring the fact that you made a mistake, it's not that kind of discussion. Right. Like, it's usually just, like, they are they feel hurt or angry or upset and they want to let that out somewhere. And it's easy to let out on the person who handed it to you, you know? Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, like, at work, mind, it's going to be more oh, yeah. professional and productive. Yeah. Like, okay, how can we prevent this in the future? Not just, we're mad at you because you messed up. Yeah. So, I, like, I, no, other than that, like, I really don't have patience for people who just want to belabor a mistake because I'm just like, hey, yeah, I know I'm not supposed to make mistakes. That's why it's called a mistake. Like, get over mm-hmm. it. Like, I'm... I'm over it. I'm trying to fix this. I'm trying to fix this and not make the mistake again. And you're sitting here using your time making me feel bad. And it's like, I understand you might want me to feel bad. And trust me, I do. But like, you don't need to help me with that. Like that doesn't, that's not doing us any good. It's mm-hmm. like, I don't know. Like, I feel like anytime I've really screwed up big with dad, I, uh, like, he never feels the need to say, Hey, you're really dumb. Like that was a really bad mistake you made. (laughs) It's like, yeah. Um, well, I guess (laughs) I, I remembered a big mistake that I made, Brian. I don't know if you, why you never pointed out to me when we were talking about this, but, uh, anyhow, did you have another sort of phase you wanted to talk about? 
Um, I think that was kind of the last phase. Okay, because so then maybe I... just kind of a recap. <laughs> yeah, well, I can dig into sort of a big mistake that I made that I still think about. Mm-hmm. Um, or I did. I have one point I wanted to make about what you just said, where yeah. you were like, "Dad's never felt the need to say, hey, that was a big mistake, you're yeah. an idiot." Um, I think that's kind of a callback to, uh, what were we just talking about last week? Where oh, when we're sad, we don't feel the need to talk about how we're sad because we we can all obviously see and feel that we're sad. Yeah. So we don't like we don't discuss it. We don't verbalize our feelings. I it's do. the same as when you make a mistake. It's like, huh? You don't talk about when you're sad? I, that's how I feel like I... I mean, now... That was one of the emotional growth things we talked about with Sydney last week. Where it's like when you're with someone that's sad, it's like, okay, I can obviously tell you're sad. Like, I feel like it doesn't need to be discussed. It's obvious. Oh, well, I also said but if then, I... Wait, I said if I have negative feelings, I need to get them outside of me. I said that sentence. Yeah, I know. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. (laughs) I'm trying to remember exactly what it was, but, like, when you're in a crappy situation, yeah, it doesn't help to sit there and talk about how crappy the situation is. I'm like, okay, we're all in this situation and we know it. We don't need to talk about it. Yeah. I was relating that to the fact that if you mess, if... If you mess up, you don't need to talk about how you messed up. We all know you messed up. Let's move on. Yeah, so, like, what was it? I wanted like, to talk... Um, so, when I flipped a car in Kentucky... Ah, uh, yes. Like, That's I forgot about that instance of beef. <laughs> I... Yeah, I got... We were... We missed our exit, got rerouted onto a really creepy road that, like, eventually the car bottomed out on. So I'm like, I was skeeved out by that road. I wanted to get out of there. We were all kind of on edge. I throw it in reverse and start backing up rather quickly. And it's the middle of the night, so it's pretty dark. And then, yeah, we just slide right off the road and flip into a ditch. And I'm just like, Mm -hmm. this car has been totaled twice. And Dad has fixed it both times. And now he's fixed it for me this most recent time. And I just totaled it irreparably. (laughs) <laughs> like this poor yeah. car and father i was i just felt so dumb where it's like in the moment i'm just like i'm falling off the road i'm uh, this car the car is flipping and this is happening and then afterwards i'm just sitting there looking at it and like i ruined this car this car is done like yeah what if, like what <laughs> i felt so dumb um mm-hmm. and then like as far as that went it was like I called dad and I said, Hey, like everybody's fine, but I totaled the car. And he said, well, all right. And he said, like, I'm gl- I'm glad everybody's fine. And I think the, the majority of the conversation passed out was me saying like, Hey dad, I feel really dumb. And he was like, yeah, well you can't really help these things. Like, I know you're dumb. No, he didn't. <laughs> he wasn't saying you can't help being <laughs> dumb. But, like, he's like, yeah. You've been dumb since birth. (laughs) Yeah, Jay, I've known this for quite some time. (laughs) Um, Nah, but, like. Did you you want him to acknowledge it at all? Like, did you want him to feel upset with you? I felt like, because, okay, what I felt was I feel like I can get past things. Or, like, once something's happened, I'm immediately working with the new information. Like, I don't really, like, dwell on the fact it's like, oh, man, dang, this is so, like, I immediately jump into, okay, like, fix-it mode. Um, Mm -hmm. But then, like, after the fact, yeah, I think it was, like, 
because the thing is, like, we're in a very fortunate circumstance where, like, me wrecking the car doesn't mean that, like, the family is screwed financially. It's like, oh, Jay wrecked mm-hmm. a car. This is, like, he's not supposed to wreck cars. It's certainly a negative. Like, we don't, we're not made of money. But it's, like, I felt the need to let him know that I felt really dumb. Like, yeah. and, like, I brought it up a few times after that. Like, I did this. It comes up from time to time, or at least it did for a while directly after that. And every time I would just like reiterate that like I felt so stupid because I think the lack of actual consequences in terms of like lasting effect, like if I had to manage without a car for like a year then, or if I just straight up didn't have a car then, it's like, okay, Jay was really dumb and now he's facing these consequences and he's dealing with that. But the fact that it's like... Mm -hmm. I was then able to, like, like, what was it? Like, I went back to school after that trip. Like, we continued the trip, and then, like, I caught a ride with you back to school, and then you went down to Kentucky during that next week to sort out the nonsense with the car, like, get the license plate and stuff. And I, like, I was doing yeah. classes, so I I couldn't. And then you, so you went down and handled that, and then eventually I made a trip home and got another car. <laughs> and I was like... I've served no consequences and I feel so dumb. And it, the fact that like there were no ramifications really was the worst. Um, and then I had a, I had another wave of feeling dumb when I realized like years later, I was like, wait a minute, dad, is it like really annoying to insure me? And he said, kind of. <laughs> and, then, oh, man. and I was like, oh man. Yeah. It's like, he did. He wasn't even mean about it. He just like said, like he was just honest. And I'm just like, oh, well, yeah, cause, cause it is what it is. Yeah. yeah, I think kind of what you described just clarified some of my emotions for me. Because now that we're discussing it and I'm thinking about it, I don't think I did want someone to yell at me. Or I don't think I wanted someone to be upset with me. I think I wanted everyone to know that I knew yeah. that I was really stupid. Like, you're not and just like, I... you don't want people to think you're just like, oh, well, la-di-da. <laughs> yeah, like, I wanted them to know that I knew it was mostly my fault. Because that's another thing is everyone was like, oh, well, I could have done this or I should have been there. And I was like, sure, you can say that, but still, I should not have made this mistake. Like, a monkey could do this. Yeah. <laughs> and I just did it wrong. Yeah. But, uh... Yeah, so I think I just wanted everyone to know that I knew I had done something very wrong, and I I understood how bad it was. Yeah. I wanted them to know that I knew the gravity of my mistake. Yeah. And then, also, the fact that I didn't get kicked off the site, that they let me keep working there, and there was no, other than the one, like, little stern one-on-one discussion I had, there was no like big penalty to me felt wrong yeah like every all the other like extra briefs and refocuses and talking to's were with the whole group and i was like you don't need to talk to the whole group this was my mistake yeah like i think i definitely feel more okay with messing up well one it's just so much easier to deal with when it only affects you because like i can get over stuff pretty quickly and i know that i didn't affect anybody outside of my bubble so it's like okay once i can get over this i'm fully justified in getting over it but like yeah, when you when you do something wrong that affects other people and then they move on super quick. Then you're just you just um when there's no consequences to you, like you don't have to deal with anything. It's like it's a lot easier to mess up and then be like, "All right, I messed up. Therefore, I'm going to like without 
problems accept these consequences like i'm not gonna be like well wait no like give me these points back or like whatever it's like oh i messed mm-hmm. up so i'm sorry i'm gonna try to fix this but i completely understand if like this is irreparably messed up yeah but then like when they're when you mess up and then it's just like all right you messed up we're gonna fix it now it's just oh man but i don't know what to do now like <laughs> Yeah, that's kind of how my mistake was too, because I'm the same as you, where it's like, okay, I messed up. How can we unmess this up? How can we get back on track? Yeah. But the rule is if something goes wrong, stop. You do not proceed. Yeah. And then, um, like, the lead TD came up to resolve the situation. And yeah. they were like, okay, Brian, you messed up. Sit over there. We're going to fix it. And I'm like, it's like when Can they I make help? everybody except for the one kid who messed up run at practice. That's why they do that? Now that makes so much more sense. I thought that was the dumbest thing when I was younger. What do you think they were doing? I don't know. Making me run for something someone else did. <laughs> yeah, it's like... Uh, it's, I guess well, I was never the kid that watched everyone run. Yeah, so making making everybody run, that's one thing. Like, everyone's then angry at the one kid who made them run. But then if you make that kid sit out, you're like, all right, you messed up, now your team's paying the consequences. Like, think about how that feels. Wow, so adults take this feeling that we know from life experience is one of the worst things that you can feel, and we're bestowing that on children? Yeah. <laughs> For sports. <laughs> well, like, I don't know. I feel like if I was coaching, <laughs> if I was coaching a ball sport and, like, some kid, like got a technical foul, like, from yelling at a ref that resulted in the other team scoring the winning point, I think that might make me angry enough to be like, all right, you're going to sit here and watch your team run. (laughs) Although I don't know if I'd be angry enough at the rest of the team. Like, I don't know. That's a pretty spiteful move. (laughs) Yeah, that's that's some deep-level mental trickery. That's, like, traumatizing, man. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. But uh, to kind of tie this all off, I want to end with, so what do you think the best thing to do if you're with someone who messes up is? What action should you take to make them feel the best? Because um, I had in my mind what I thought that would be, but now after that discussion, after this discussion, I feel like it's evolved a lot. I feel like, well, at least my instinct is, I say, like, well, I guess I just had experience with this today. I say, hey man, like... In my opinion, that was a very easy mistake to make. I would have made this mistake too if I was in your shoes. Like, mm-hmm. I, yeah, I guess I just kind of try to like make them feel seen where I'm just like, hey, like, don't worry about it, dude. Like, that was, that was a rough one. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking, here, here are my points. I haven't written yeah. them down. These are coming off the fly, so it might be scattered. But point points A is... <laughs> Point A is acknowledge the mistake. Yeah. Like, don't try to say, oh, no, it wasn't a mistake. It's fine. Like, acknowledge, okay, yes, you made a mistake. Yeah. But, uh, and then also acknowledge that you know they feel bad about it. Yeah. I think that's an important thing. Because how I was saying, I wanted everyone to know that I understood how bad the mistake was. Yeah. Like, like, okay, so I, I know, or... We both know you made a mistake, and I can tell that you feel terrible, and you realize you made a mistake. So that's out of the way. And then go into, like, 
but it's okay because, and then we can, like, the yeah. action's moving forward. Well, do you ever hear, though, when people say, like, I think we talked about this, when people apologize to you, you're not supposed to say, like, it's okay? Yeah. You're supposed to just, like, forgive I've, them? I've tried to say, yeah, I've tried to switch to saying, I forgive you. Yeah. Um, Instead of, it's okay. It's a subtle yeah. thing, but apparently it's very significant. Well, and but, saying, I so do you think my really do you think, <laughs> I know. Do you think my three points though? Do you think that has is related to saying? Yeah, I think acknowledging okay. that they know they feel that they feel bad um, is a, definitely a new point that I hadn't considered. Where it's like you want them, you want to, you want to like validate the fact that like you have received their feeling bad. Like it was like, hey, I mm. I get that you feel bad. I guess, yeah. In my shoes, for my mistake, I wanted to sit down with someone and explain to them how bad I felt about making the mistake. Yeah, like I wanted to air that. I think yeah. So I, I think it's yeah. The big thing is you want people to know how bad you feel about messing up, or you want them to know yeah. that like, yeah, just how bad you feel is really what it is. Because that's the thing is that. Bad feelings are unavoidable when you make a mistake. I think that's kind of what comes with it. Um, you're going to uh, have that. Aside from like certain scenarios where it's like in a school setting, like when you know you're going to make mistakes or like you're like doing an experiment. It's like mm -hmm. mistakes are part yeah, of the I game. I mean, there's, there's, plenty of, there's plenty of circumstances where making mistakes is completely acceptable. Yeah. So but then, but then like the actual the like stupid ones. mistakes. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, because the bad feeling is the mistake incarnate you can't avoid that but i think making it the best pass there like part of it is acknowledging how bad you feel and i think that i there's no i don't think there's like a specific like template you can use but i think if you're a fairly like i don't know if sympathy or empathy is the right word here um but if you're a pretty sympathetic person i think you just kind of can like give off the vibe of like Hey, I know you feel really bad right now. <laughs> yeah. So I think I think yeah, honestly the biggest thing... chunk is like communicating to them that you know they feel bad. Mm-hmm. Another thing a lot of people did was they would tell me about mistakes they had made in the past. Yeah. They'd be like, Oh, I did this at another site and yeah. I'm still working here. And I'm like, Okay, yeah, I know long term it's gonna be fine, but I don't know if that really helped much or not. I feel like it but helps I think me. It's... Oh sorry. I guess it makes you feel empathized, whatever that means. <laughs> I think knowing the backlog of other people's dumb mistakes makes me feel better, actually. Yeah, I'd say so. Because like, I think I, th I did even ask someone else, like, have you ever made a mistake this significant? <laughs> yeah, because, like, what was it? I remember, like, when I, like, I, when I had to pull that all-nighter to write a lab report... I was like, this mm -hmm. feel. I feel so irresponsible right now, and I think I talked about it on pod. But then I remembered, like, you had done that before too, and it's just like, just knowing that, knowing that somebody who you don't think is an idiot has made the same mistake makes you feel way better, or at least it makes me feel better. Mm -hmm. For sure. So yeah. All right. So points are acknowledge their mistake, make sure they know that you know that they know how bad the mistake was. Yeah. <laughs> If that um, makes sense. And I would say then, like, the <laughs> last let, point is, Let like, them vent about the feeling. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then the last point is move forward. Yeah, I'd say, like, 
let the uh you need to let the bad feeling fully exist in the world and like let it be known mm-hmm. but then right after that you also need to let them know that like you're on their team mm-hmm. and it's like the mistake is separate from you yeah yeah exactly yeah and then maybe bonus fourth point is tell them all of the mistakes that you've made yeah <laughs> but anyhow brian um have you checked the email the, uh, and or twitter m- making a joke out of the mistake for the whole weekend and naming the weekend after the jury's still out on if that's good or not <laughs> yeah we I, didn't talk I, at all about beef's giving <laughs> kind of had mixed feelings about that but i think it was a good approach you know we powered we powered through you feeling bad and that was not gonna lie brian that was a sacrifice i was willing to make um because it created a truly, uh, it had created a joke with a lot of staying power. I'll say that. Mm-hmm. We really, we just really nailed down point one, which was acknowledge the mistake. Yeah, we acknowledged it so hard that it's become a Wilson holiday. <laughs> um, um, no, but no, about the email, I think, I was thinking today, our email, someone might have turned it off. Can that happen? Did you... Did you flip a switch somewhere? Send us. No, I don't think it can actually happen. Yeah, send us an email. Uh, just test. Just, just send us test yeah. in an email. Just, just bleep us on the radar, and we'll, we'll read all of them. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it might be broken. Is our email broken? I don't Did think... Google disown us? I don't think that. Um, that's okay. Yeah. Anyhow, Brian. Um. It was a pleasure uh, speaking with you today, but I'm not going to lie, it did make me feel As bad. <laughs> you like, don't think it was a mistake, though, do you? Well, I wouldn't go that far, but um, if I did, I'd want you to know that I feel bad. Um, nah, but, like, I don't know. It never, is there, is that, does that say something about me where, it, like, it never feels good to talk about your mistakes? Oh, do you actually feel bad now? I thought we were just still I mean, I, I was kind of in a bad mood going into it. Not gonna lie, yeah. yeah. Maybe we should stick to happy topics. Well, we played we played poorly at volleyball, not like terribly, but and also yeah, there was all no, the mix up fun. in the beginning where like we didn't know if we were gonna get to play, and then like it's Sunday, and you know, just nah, I'm not feeling the vibes. Yeah, but well, I hope you feel better. Hey, thanks, Brian. Um, you know what? Doesn't you know, really do anything for me though. Better. I mean, what? what? <laughs> <laughs> you know what usually makes me feel better? What? Drinking a lot. Like of water? Yes. Nice. Okay. Um but <laughs> anyhow. <laughs> I uh no, I think honestly once I Poor get to taste. take a sh- once I get to take a shower and like organize my life and like face the week, I think I'll mm-hmm. feel worlds better. Um doesn't help that we haven't been able to do laundry for since Thursday. Because though lots of things are going on in the laundry no. room. Did something happen with the stacked unit? <laughs> No, it's just that Mike's been doing work, and like honestly, I have enough clothes. But it was on. It was just. It just came down to the fact of like I had a plan to do laundry, and now I can't. So it was just like, oh, the plans moved. You, you can't do laundry because Mike is doing work. Yeah. What does this mean? In the laundry room. He's working on the laundry room. Yeah, but in what way? Well, in a way that caused him to disconnect the dryer and washer, Brian. Okay. <laughs> Anyhow, he's laying grout, if you really want to know specifically. 
Gross. Yeah, that is a pretty gross word. Grout. Anyways, I'll let you uh, listeners think about that for a week while we uh, come up with another topic that hopefully won't make me as sad. Um, but regardless, <laughs> Brian, it was a pleasure. Once again, you can email the podcast at weeklywilsonpod at gmail.com. You can uh, email the pod, I'm going to say it again, at weeklywilsonpod at gmail.com <laughs> if you want to. <laughs> um, and you can also email the pod at weeklywilsonpod at gmail.com if that's what you're into. Um, I forgot to mention, I saw a couple couple willies in the wild um at the track meet it was the uh it was joyce mother of jack have we ever called her (laughs) no but i immediately i knew that was what i wanted to call her it was joyce mother of jack and dave father of jack um nice yeah so it was good to see them uh anyways brian i'll talk to you next week but until the end of next week unless otherwise noted my name is jay wilson his name is brian wilson and this has been the Weekly Wilson. Even that scat was bad. I just just throw this one in the trash, Brian. I I feel gross. <laughs> I thought that was pretty good. Ah, thanks. <laughs> The uh, Willies in the Wild. I feel like that would have been a good post-scat comment. You just wasted it. Well, Brian, a lot of mistakes were made today. But um, tch.